Hello there, I'm Minister Paula Cornett. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast, Revelations from the Heart. I'm so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today, and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. I'd love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. Also, visit me on Facebook, Instagram, and my YouTube channel. Well, grab your Bible. Let's get into today's episode. Well, hello there. It's Minister Paula Cornett here with Revelations of the Heart podcast. This is episode number 21. Thank you so much for joining me. I can't believe we're on episode number 21. And I have been enjoying uh, this teaching on last day's territory, end time teaching. Uh, believe it's so very important that we know and understand uh, what we're faced with, what we're in. We're actually in the last days. We're in the last hour. And um, if you've been following along, that's great because we're going to pick up talking about a couple more characteristics um, of the end time society. And if this is the first uh teaching that you've heard in this series you need to go back and listen to the archives so you can get caught up on what we're talking about um the last few weeks i've been doing a teaching on uh out of second timothy three and one and if you don't have your bible go ahead and grab your bible and open it up to second timothy chapter three and we're going to look at this and we're going to just pull this all apart And see what the Lord is saying to us uh, today and right now. Um, I did a teaching on just the overview of 2 Timothy. But I just want to kind of talk about it again. This is uh, a prison epistle that was written by the Apostle Paul to his son in the faith, Timothy. And uh, this is his last letter to Timothy. Uh, He knows that he's getting ready to face execution. Uh, for the preaching of the gospel under the emperor Nero and so um, he's kind of just giving Timothy some final instructions he's just giving him some um, encouragement he's also giving him some warnings and um, just really blessing him but overall Paul is just pretty much ready to go and so he's just kind of he wants to see Timothy one last time and um, I encourage you to read this whole book in its entirety from chapter one all the way to chapter four and try to read it straight through block out some time in your schedule just to read it straight through because to me like even though it's broken up in chapters it's really just one continuous letter and it just really kind of uh, makes it more plain it makes more sense when you read it like that and what I did when I read through it is I went through and when I read it through for the first time I've read it several times y'all I've lost count after the 10th time I've lost count um and I'll probably continue to read it some more and some more and some more because each time I read it I find something that I didn't find before um but the very first time that I read it I noticed that there was a there were a lot there was a lot of instruction and commands that Paul was giving to Timothy. So then the second time when I read, I went back and highlighted all the commands, all the instructions, and just, you know, looked at all of those. And, um, but we're going to be camped out. We've been camped out in 2 Timothy 3, and um, verse 1 is where we have been. And verse 1 is actually 
like our starter verse, I like to go over and review that verse um, each time that I do an episode because the more that you hear something, the more that it gets in you. I know that for me, from teaching, I've learned so much just, you know, in my preparation time and studying to um, give you all the information. I've learned so much. And when I go back and review it, it just helps me to get it on the inside of me that much better. And so um, I've been blessed. Uh, hopefully you all have been blessed as well as we, we look at this portion of scripture and uh, what's happening and what's going on. So as we know, the Bible um, was written by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, meaning that the Holy Spirit was present with those who are writing the scripture. The Holy Spirit was has been there all throughout time. He knows everything that's been happening, that's been going on. And it is through uh, the power of the Holy Spirit that Paul uh, begins to talk about what will be seen in the last of the last days, the final moments, the last, you know, the end of the age, so to speak, um, what's going to be happening. Because you have to remember that while all these things that, that I've mentioned and talked about have been seen throughout the ages, but at the end of the age, they will be seen at an alarming rate, okay? And so when we look at this, um, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, it says, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. And so as we just kind of go over um, these words, um, that uh, know this, the word... Um, where am I at here? Because I'm looking right at my, the word know is the, the Greek word gnosko, which means to know something definitely, emphatically, and with absolute certainty. So this is not something that might happen or that could happen, but this is definitely going to happen. Like, this is just, as a matter of fact, this is definitely, without a shadow of a doubt, this is how it's going to be. This is how it's going to happen. That perilous times are going to come. Okay, that, that 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 they're going to come, and um, that were perilous. We saw from a previous um, teaching that it was the word calipos, which means dangerous, risky, or hurtful, and it's just just terrible, terrible, treacherous um, times where there's going to be a lot of danger, a lot of risk, and a lot of hurt. And shall come is compound com compounded of two words, istemi. And in means in, and stemming means to stand. So when we put those two words together, it gives us the Greek word stemming, which means to stand in or to stand in the middle of or to be around, surrounded or encumbered, um, to stand in the very middle of whatever is being discussed. So there are some events that are going to take place that there's no changing. No prayer can change it. They're just, they're, they're going to happen. It's going to happen. And so... What Paul is saying is that the society that finds themselves as if they are encumbered, as if they are in the middle of all this crazy stuff that's going to be happening and going on, they're right in the middle of it. It's everywhere. It's all around them. That's how you're going to know. That's one of the how you know that you're in the last days. And so, you know, we say, well, we're going to be we're, we're, we're chosen for this time. We're appointed, anointed and chosen for this time. We still got to continue to preach the gospel. We still got to continue to show forth love. We still got to continue to be a witness until Jesus comes. And so what, what do we do? What do we do? Well, 
you know, we don't tuck coat and run and hide, but we have to face this head on and we have to stay prayed up and stay in the word and stay surrounded by other believers that are strong in the faith and that are wise and that, that know the times and what's going on so that we don't fall um, prey of these characteristics that, that, that we've discussed, all right? So God wants us to be strong, to be bold, to be courageous, and to know that he's with us and that he's for us. And so then the Holy Spirit goes on to list the characteristics of uh, people that will make up a last day society. And the first one is lovers of themselves, the word philatos, which means uh, those that will have just an inordinate love of self, very self-absorbed, self-consumed, self, 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 self is the center. Christ is not the center, um, but self is the center. This will be categorized by the I am generation. You know, that it's all about me. And we see that so much. So, I mean, as I was studying these particular characteristics, I'm just like shaking my head like, man, if we don't see this in our society, we see this in our society at an alarming rate. It's all over the place. But the, the Lord does not want us to be like this. And so, you know, let me give you just this quick illustration. As I was thinking about this, I started to think about uh, insulation and insulation is put inside of a building inside of a home um, for example um, to because the insulation is there whatever's going on on either side of the insulation doesn't affect the insulation the insulation stays you know it's, it's, it's temperature is not bothered by what's going on on either side of the insulation and so that's the way we are to be like insulation that even though we're surrounded by all of this stuff and we see all of this stuff and, you know, but we cannot allow what's going on in the world to affect us. We can't allow what's going on in the world to change our stance on what we believe and what we know to be true as it relates to the word of God. So the first characteristic, lovers of themselves, everything else stems down from this characteristic, lovers of themselves. This is like, you know, this is the like the top one. And then it's because people are lovers of themselves, they will be then covetous. You know, if you're into yourself, then you're going to be into just buying things for yourself. And, you know, everything has to be for you, which brings us to our second characteristic, which is covetous, covetousness. Or some translations say lovers of money. Um, so we want to make sure that that is not how we are, but that we put Christ in the center of our life so then if you if jesus christ is in the center then everything else will uh fall into place um this inside in time i'm getting tongue twisted here this end time society will also be characterized by you'll see like a rise of of narcissistic uh behavior and uh people that are very selfish it's very very selfish time very selfish society um so we have lovers of themselves covetous um boasters we saw that uh, you got to go back and look at that the greek word alazon um proud uh hooperfineos um people that just think they're they're above all the rest and um blasphemers and those that, that slander those that just want to um, accuse and debase and they get mad if you don't agree with their way of thinking or their um ideologies and we see this all around we see this all around and although times are tough, 
and times, they're, they're going to get tougher. But, you know, we got to remember that God has brought us into the kingdom for such a time as this. This is a great time to be alive. It's a great time for the kingdom of God because we will see a great and mighty outpouring of the presence and the spirit of God, even in the midst of all of this. And so then what else we will be will see and are seeing is that children will be disobedient to their parents. Parents won't be able to uh, control their children. They'll have to uh, negotiate with their children and um, they'll have a very difficult time uh, trying to control them or trying to um, persuade them, you know, to do things. You see it. I see it all the time. Uh, parents, you know, can't can't get their kids to leave the store sometime because they have to negotiate with them. Well, you know, uh, let's do this. And the kid throws a fit, you know, or what have you. So um, we see this in our society. Uh, we'll also see people that will be unthankful and unholy. And I'm going through these as I'm reviewing. I'm going through them quickly because I've already done a, more of an in-depth teaching in the previous episode because I want to get to um, the, the two new ones for today. But they'll be unthankful and unholy. Remember that I said that both of these words, the root of the word means, uh, for example, the word unthankful is um, akeratos, a, a Greek word akeratos. And uh, when you put an A in front of it, uh, the, the root of the word keratos means thankful. But when you put the A in front of it, it cancels out that. It makes it the opposite. So um, these people, you know, they once were thankful. But when you put the A in front of it, it, it means that they're unthankful or they're ungrateful. Um, it pictures a group of people who were once thankful but, but who have become unappreciative and unthankful. They, they feel entitled and we see this attitude and we see this um, all around unholy. It just, you know, depicts people that they just have lost the fear of God and whose way of thinking uh, and outward uh, perception of things. They're just ill-mannered and impure and unclean and just lewd and crude and coarse. I mean, you want to see that? Just turn the TV on and you will see all types of stuff that is lewd and crude and just distasteful. And definitely not stuff that I want in my eye gate or my ear gate for that matter. And so uh, number nine, number nine characteristic we talked about last week was without natural affection. And it, this talks about uh, the breakdown of the family. And it, it just says that, you know, the, 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 there's going to be a breakdown in the family and family dynamics and family relationships. The loss of family affection. Um, and it's just so very important that we know and understand that, you know, your family, God instituted a family, God has placed you in the family that you're in for a reason. And you have to work and do everything that you can to keep peace in the family. And I mean, I know of families that are so just tore up and broken and they hate each other. I mean, hate each other and they don't get along. And that's certainly not the will of God. That's certainly not the will of God. Because when it's all said and done, you need your family and nobody's going to be there for you like your family. So um, we want to make sure that, you know, that, 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 our, that, that our family do everything that you can to eat together, to be together, spend time together, to do things with one another and enjoy one another and strengthen your family relationship. Um, if you're lost on how to do this or don't, pray and ask the Holy Spirit what you can do and the things that you can do. 
um, with your family. A lot of things that you can do don't even cost any money. Just spending time together. Just spending time together. And then we have truce breakers, which, you know, it just breaks down uh, to basically just to me that there will be widespread divorce. That, you know, covenant breaking um, in pictures of divorce. And the reason for divorce will be irreconcilable differences uh, resulting in the breaking of a covenant. And so we'll see that in the last day society, divorce will be rampant. It will be rampant. And you might say, well, you know, my marriage is on the verge of a divorce. Well, you know, God can redeem and God can heal and God can restore and get yourself some help. Uh, talk to your pastor, um, you know, get some prayer warriors together and fight for your marriage and fight for your marriage. And you may say, well, I've already been, a, you know, a victim of divorce. I've already it's already happened. Well, there's hope for you as well. God still loves you. And sometimes things happen that, you know, we don't want to happen, but they still happen. But God is still faithful in the midst of it. And just know that he is the mender of broken hearts. He is the healer of broken hearts and he can he can heal you and he will heal you. And you just pray and he can also bring restitution, uh, a restoration. Rather. He also can bring restoration to your marriage. And I've known of couples that have remarried. Well, you might say, well, I don't want to remarry him or her. I'll get rid of them and I don't want them back in my life. Well, um, you know, God is still faithful. Some people do want um, their marriage to be uh you know, they want to be uh, restored. So you definitely can pray and believe God for that as well. Well, then the next one that we have, which brings us to 11 and 12, we're going to talk about today uh, in this episode. And that is, uh, the first one is false accusers. All right. Now, this was very interesting when I began to, to look uh, at this word. This is the Greek word diablos which is actually the word for the devil, all right? Now, um, this is what this word is most often translated as the devil or slanderer. But in 2 Timothy 3 and 3, it's used to depict a court system that is overrun with lawsuits. So it just simply means pretty much that, in other words, that in the end time society, what we will see will be as if Satan himself, the devil himself, has infiltrated the court systems. And we'll see people just suing one another left and right. And instead of working things out and instead of talking things out, they'll just take people to court and they'll just sue them. So, um, you know, people will just be going overboard with suing, just suing for every little thing. And we see that, I mean, so much so now they have television shows of, of court. Uh, people taking people to court for things. And um, it's really, really sad. You know, it's really, really sad. And then finally, and when I came to this word, you know, when I read this um, before, I always would kind of pause this word like, what in the word does incontinent mean? You know, I was just like, huh? I would just go over it. But when I, you know, just kind of read past it fastly. But I always, out of all of these, when I would come to that one, I would say, wonder what that, you know, what does that really mean? So um, the word incontinent is the Greek word akratos. And um, the word, the root word akratos, which it means power. But when you put the A in front of it, it, it cancels out, you know, um, it cancels out 
the 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 original meaning of the word and makes it actually you know the opposite so uh when you when you study this word out it means the inability to exercise control a lack of control a lack of self-restraint and the inability to say no so pretty much these are people that have no self-restraint they have no self-restraint they overeat it could be you know overeating overspending they can't control their emotions. They're addicted to chemicals. Anything that involves doing excess of something. And it's interesting to note that earlier in this chapter, Paul says to Timothy in, um, in uh, verse 1 and 7, he says that God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power of love and of a sound mind or a disciplined mind. So when you serve God, and anytime you deal with the things of God, um, it's always a discipline. Okay? Prayer is a discipline. Reading the word is a discipline. Confessing the word is a discipline. It's 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 all a discipline. Consistency is the key to breakthrough. The more consistent that you are with the things of God and and doing the things of God, the more uh that you're going to see benefits in your life. The more that you're going to grow, the more that you're going to mature. You can't just read the word every now and then. You can't just pray every now and then or when you have a problem. You can't just come to God, you know, when you have a problem. And then once the problem is solved, then, you know, you're going doing your own thing until you find coming to another problem again. But you have to be consistent and you have to be disciplined. You have to be disciplined um, in order to walk this walk. And so um, the society that we will see, you know, with people that are incontinent, is that they have no self-control they have they lack control they lack control and we see this so so much we see this so so much and so god wants us to be a people that we're not into these things that we're we are insulated from these things and that we are um you know our lives are different we're, and we're, we're not we're not the same and so you know, we have to, as believers, we have to pray for those that are around us and those that, that we know in our families, um, those in our church families, and talk to them and encourage them that we don't want to be a part of this end-time society, that even though we're here and it's all around us, but it's not affecting us, and that's not how, how we're being. And so next week we're going to look at two more maybe three more i don't know I, I don't want to put too much on you at one time but we're almost uh finished with these and it's just been so so very interesting um just as as i know for myself as i study them out um it's just been so so interesting but it's it's something that we are definitely you know in the end times um people have said you know the last days when is it gonna when it, we, we've been in the last days all of our lives because the last day started um, on the day of Pentecost. That's when the last days was initiated, when the Holy Spirit fell um, in the upper room and invaded, I say invaded, the lives of the disciples. And um, they, they turned the world upside down. And I certainly do believe that we once again will have a great outpouring of the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit as never before. Uh, none like the world has ever seen and that God is going to do great and mighty things through his remnant, through his remnant, through his people. 
um he's gonna do great and mighty things there's definitely um with all that's going on right now god is definitely using the situation to shake some things up he's definitely using the situation to uh weed some things out to deal with some things in this hour and um you know god god is is on the throne he's not nervous he's not scared he knows everything that's going to take place and all that's going to happen and we as his children when you, the closer you are to the father the less that you worry and fear and no we don't know what's to come we don't we don't know what's to come but one thing that i know is that if it gets too bad he's going to come back and get us he's not going to leave us in this mess you know for too much longer and so we want to make sure that our hearts are ready that we're ready to go when he comes I can't stress that enough. I cannot stress that enough that we are not, we don't have a lot of time like, like they had before. I mean, we're in the last hour and you definitely know, you might say, well, I don't know too much about scripture. I don't know, you know, but you definitely know, you don't have to know that that much. You know what? It can know just enough to know that the tides are changing, that definitely there's a shift in the atmosphere that there's definitely um, definitely some things to come. Um, like I've told people, you know, at the beginning of all of this, I said, you know, I'm just riding this wave and many other waves will come and I'm going to ride each one. I'm going to ride each one until eventually the, it's going to wash out. And then when Jesus returns and comes back, I'm going to be up out of here. Amen. And I'm so looking forward to that. And I hope that you are, too. Well, Father God, we just thank you today. I thank you for your word. Lord God, I just thank you that you've counted us worthy to be a part of this time. And I thank you, Father, that you just continue to strengthen the hearts and the minds of your people, the believers. I thank you, Father God, that we will continue to stand strong on your word and in your truth, Father. Help us not to waver, Lord God. Help us not to compromise. I thank you, Lord, that your word says that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And no matter what happens or no matter who comes or who goes, Lord, we thank you that you are faithful to the end. And Father, I thank you for just encouraging my brothers and sisters, strengthening the hearts and the minds of those, Father God, that in this hour are drawing closer and closer to you. I thank you, Lord, for just revealing your purpose and plan for our lives even that much more. I thank you, Father God, that the power of the enemy is worthless up against your Kratos power. And I thank you for that power, Father God, that it is still in the earth today and that it is in the hearts of your people. I thank you, Lord God, for sending just a surge of your peace, a surge of your peace to that weary soul, a surge of your peace to that troubled mind. And I thank you, Father God, for just letting them sense the very presence of the Almighty God, wrapping them in, you wrapping them in your arms of love and care. I thank you, Father God, that you take care of us continually. You be glorified and you be magnified. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. We'll always remember that the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also, share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. 
You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon. Thank mm-hmm. you.